This portion of the show is brought to you by Eric Boatner at Allstate Insurance Agency in Flagstaff. This is the Jeff Orbit Show. I'm going to try to maintain my composure as best I can, but I'm probably going to freak out here for the next 15 minutes because I'm pretty pissed off at the politicians, well, in the, in the country and in the, in the whole world, quite honestly. But in particular, I'm pretty pissed off at the politicians in Arizona. And, and here's the reality. These slimy Arizona politicians overspent a bunch of money for many years now, and they actually have the gall... They actually have the audacity to blame the children on their overspending. To blame the families of Arizona on their overspending. Now, I've been doing this show for seven years, and for seven years, I've been warning that Arizona has been spending year after year. The Arizona budget has been increasing at an unsustainable amount. You know it. If you've been here the whole seven years or even just the past couple years, you know that every year when the budget gets passed, I'm like, you're spending too much. You're spending too much. And I have all those numbers dating back for the past, oh, 10 or 12 years. And it's both sides of the aisle that's been spending too much. And I told you that a day was going to come when we would spend more the next year, spend more the next year, spend more the next year, and we'd get to a plateau and a point at which the politicians, the slimy politicians would come back and say, oh, we've got to make cuts now. Now we've got a deficit. Now we're looking at steep cuts. And they're going to blame everybody but themselves. And actually, this is an all-new low for these slimy politicians, blaming children, blame, blaming families that want to send their kids to other schools to get out of the failing, awful, ridiculous union-led, the teacher union's school system, the broke public school system, the government schools, get them out of the families that want to get them out of there at all costs, any way they can, actually get to do that through the empowerment scholarship account. And now these politicians are ratcheting up saying, oh, that thing's, that thing's going to bankrupt the state. I mean, obviously, they went to a poor public school because they can't even do basic math. So here's the deal. Arizona is expecting to see a $400 million budget deficit. That's what's projected for the 2023-24 budget, right? Which they just finished, what, back in... Oh, June or July here. Just recently, they passed the 23-24 budget, which was bigger than any other budget in the history of Arizona. Year after year, this budget increases, increases, increases. And now, finally, it's coming out that, hey, oh, we, 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 mis, we miscalculated. <laughs> we miscalculated, and the budget that was going to be, I believe it was $17.8 billion, looks like we're going to be short by about $400 million. Now all the headlines are, we're going to be short money, we're going to have to make deep cuts. And the slimiest politician of them all in the state of Arizona, in my opinion, is Governor Katie Hobbs. Democrat Katie Hobbs, who has been going after the Empowerment Scholarship account since day one, since she took office, she does not want you to have school choice. She wants you to have choice when it comes to abortion. But when it comes to choice to how you educate your kids, oh, no, 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 we can't do that. We can't rely on parents to make good decisions for their kids and to say, hey, get them out of this failing, crappy public school. No, we got to destroy that. So now that it looks like we have a $400 million budget deficit, 
what, who, whose fault? What's the fault? It's the fault of the ESA program, they're saying. <laughs> can, can you believe this? And we're $400 million short, so they claim, but the program's just a little bit over the estimates of where it was going to be at. More kids have, believe it or not, surprisingly, right? Shocking. More families and kids have decided to enroll in this program and get their kids uh, out of the crappy public schools than they anticipated. Whoa, big surprise. Families and kids actually want to go to schools of their choice that aren't failing, that aren't, aren't all jacked up. So, yeah, Arizona's projected to have a $400 million deficit now. And the slimy politicians blaming it on the parents and the families and the empowerment scholarship account, which gives about $7,000 for the kid to go to the school of their choice, versus the estimate for public schools is about $13,000 per kid. So I don't even know where they get away with the math problem here. I look at it and say, if I send my kid to a private school, I'm saving the state five or $6,000 easily. Because look, I send my kids to the private school. I don't use the ESA program. I use the tax credits. And you could argue that if people are using tax credits and switch to ESA, it's the same thing. You're still getting credits one way or the other. You're still, uh, it's, it's still the same pot of money there. But anyway... I look at it as I'm saving the state money by sending my kids to school of, of my choice. Now, my school costs, I believe it's around $9,000 per year now. So even when I do that, if I were to take the ESA, I still have to come up with $2,000 more per year. So I don't know what these politicians are talking about. But the reality is it looks like Arizona is going to be facing a $400 million deficit off of the budget that the Republicans and the Democrats created at $17.8 billion. And I'm sitting here scratching my head. I'm like, wait a second. You're $400 million short, and this is a a big emergency? Let me rehash the numbers here for you. And I'm going to go back to 2015, because I've tracked all this stuff over the years. It's all public record, what the budget is. Former Governor Ducey, who's a Republican, took office in 2015, and each year that he was in office, he had a Republican legislature, a Republican House, and a Republican Senate. And for the first three, four years of his tenure in office, they held the budget steady. Keep in mind, the budget this year, $17.8 billion, $17.8 billion. When Ducey took office in 2015, the budget was $9.5 billion, $9.5 billion. 2016, $9.5 billion. 2017, $9.6 billion. 2018, $9.8 billion. 2019 hits, the economy's really cranking up and, you know, things are, things are hitting on all cylinders. That's great. Budget goes up. Revenues are up in the state. Okay. Budget goes up to $10.4 billion. I was doing this show at the time. I was having the politicians in. I was having the members of the legislature in. And even at that time, uh, I was still friendly and governor, former Governor Ducey still liked to come on this show and, and talk to us. And then eventually he didn't because shortly after 2019, he became a tyrant during the COVID hysterics. Anyway, 2019, $10.4 billion state budget. Okay. Hey, we got some pent-up spending, they were telling me at the time, and increased revenues. I'm like, okay. Watch it, though. Watch it. 2020, the budget grows to $11.6 billion. I'm like, red red alert. Whoop, whoop. Send out the alarm. We got a problem. Oh, but it's just one-time money. You know, we just, we got pent-up spending. Don't worry, Jeff. We're going to be okay. Okay, 2020, $11.6 billion. 2021, budget comes in at $12.4 billion. Alarms are ringing. I'm like, oh, no. 
And I'm like, what are you guys doing? Don't pass this budget. It's getting too big. No, 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 no. Don't worry, Jeff. We got some pent up spending. We got some pent up needs. We got to, you know, do the highway. We got to do this. We got to give teachers raises, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. 2022 hits. $14.25 billion state budget. Oh, man. I'm just, my head's blown up at this point. I'm like, what in the heck are you guys doing? Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. It's only one time money, right? Same thing over and over again. This was from Republicans. And Democrats are just pissed because we're not spending even more. That's their problem. They always want us to just spend more. But the Republicans, they love spending too. All right, 2023 hits, you know, this budget year, 2023-24 budget year, $17.8 billion. <laughs> they Now they just don't even have any excuse at this point. They just, oh, that's the best we could do. The Democrats wanted more. I mean, then it's, it's just total BS at that point, right? And like, okay, guys, and, and all along this, year after year, I'm telling them, here's what's going to happen. And you can look back. The podcast is all there. I said this all. It's all recorded. I warned them year after year saying that you're going to get to a point where the budget peaks. You're going to reach that point where it's at. And now we know $17.8 billion. But apparently it was 174 because uh, they have a $400 million deficit based off of the bloated budget they created, right? I said, you're going to get to a point where you're going to have to dial back and you're going to have to cut the budget. So instead of the budget going up every year since 2016, the budget's going to hit a point sometime, and I thought it was going to be long before this, to be honest with you, going to hit a point where you're going to have to back down and go back. And I thought we'd, I thought $12 billion was like, this is going to be at a peak, right? 2021, $12.4 billion. And I was like, you're going to have to dial this thing all the way back to $11.6 billion, the previous year's budget, right? So I said, you're going to have to dial back. And then all, maybe not all, but most of the people in the state are going to say, oh, you got to make spending cuts. And especially the left and the liberals and the, you know, the, 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 the spendaholics in the Republican Party as well are going to be like, oh, my God, we got to make cuts. We got to make cuts. So that, now that's happened. We have reached that. I told you this day was coming. So now the media, the dying legacy, so-called mainstream media, has headline after headline that the cause of this is the empowerment scholarship account and the tax cuts that the Republicans did last year. Arizona went to a, I think it was 2.5% uh, flat fixed uh, tax when it comes to the, the income tax side of things, right? Which I think is great because all along when the budget's been rising year after year, billion dollars, billion dollars, billion dollars, and then jumped up to $17.8 billion this year, I've been saying, well, obviously you guys are collecting way too much money. So tax less and get less revenue. And they did that. And I give a lot of credit to the Republicans that came through on that. But lo and behold, since you did that, and since sales tax revenues looks like are down as well, because people are very, very strapped uh, in the horrible Bidenomics and this train wreck of an, of an economy we have, they're laden with debt, high interest rates, you name it. Well, revenues aren't coming in and the tax cuts hit. So the media is all out there saying, oh, yeah, it's all the Republicans' fault, basically. It's because of that, the ESA, because you wanted school choice and you're bankrupting the system. How many times has Katie Hobbs now said the ESA program is going to bankrupt the, 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 the state? Totally intellectually dishonest. She's lying. Now, I told you this is a bunch of BS. There's a big pile, and this is happening everywhere in this state and all over the country and all over the world. There's big piles of BS steaming there. She's like the head shoveler in Arizona at this point. Total lie that she's putting out there. And sadly, I think a lot of people are buying it, that the ESA program and the fact that you want your kids to get the education of their choice is going to bankrupt the state. Absolute lie. And they don't look back and say, wait a second. Okay, we got to make $400 million in cuts. 
But let's be honest here. Last year's budget was $14.25 billion. This year's 17.8. Okay, so we got to dial back. So we're only spending, what's that number? $3 billion more this year than last year? And we're spending $5 billion more than we were just two years ago? And now all of a sudden a $400 million cut is the problem? It's not the problem. The politicians are the problem. And quite frankly, the people of Arizona that keep putting up with this BS are the problem. People need to wake up and see what's going on here. And hey, how about this? I bet we wish we had that $180 million back from Ducey's shipping container fiasco. Remember that thing? $180 million for 3,000 shipping containers. We sure could use that money now, right? You knew that was coming. So yeah, the BS continues. And the only solution here is you got to, small government's the solution. We're so far from that at this point. It's such a, it's such a fantasy world to get back to that. Uh, but we need to dial this thing back. The feds as well. You know, they're dealing with the speaker fiasco at the uh, at congress they're dealing with november top of my head i think it's the 17th the continuing resolution ends and the spending debate and shutdown politics will begin again and once again on a federal level they they're spending six six point two trillion dollars approximately who knows how accurate any of these numbers are they have a two trillion dollar federal budget deficit approximately and just a couple years ago in 2019 2019, the federal budget was $4 trillion. We were able to operate this country at $4 trillion with a deficit, I might add. And now all of a sudden, if you cut the federal debt, debt, uh, budget from 6.2 back down to even $5.5 trillion or $5 trillion, or heaven forbid you go back all the way to 2019 just a few years ago and cut the budget and go back to $4 trillion, end of the world, same thing in here, here in Arizona. $400 million in cuts off of a bloated $17.8 billion budget and if you go back to 19 levels, we are $10.4 billion. Totally ridiculous. Totally unsustainable. Batten down the hatches, folks. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Send in your comments. Appreciate all those. All right. Thanks to our great sponsor here. And it's a good time to head on out to Timberline Firearms and Training. Uh, absolutely love what Rob Wilson and Lise Wilson have, have done there. When it comes to training for firearms, they're top-notch. We're talking, if you're new to firearms, uh, introduction to handguns. They have simulations when you're talking, hey, you get woken up in the middle of the night and there's an intruder and you need to deal with low light and grogginess and all that and crankiness, (laughs) like me. Um, They teach you all of that at Timberline Firearms and Training. Call them now, though, because these training courses book out very fast, limited availability. I've been through them. There's more that I've got to take still. I need to call them. 526-928-526-7900. Book one of these training courses now. Stop on by five minutes north of the Flagstaff Mall. Enjoy their great indoor shooting range as well. Check out all their accessories, their safes. Uh, ammunition, firearms, uh, you name it. They've got it out there. Timberline Firearms and Training. Hey, tight. Back in a minute. If you're buying or refinancing to consolidate high-rate credit cards, don't be misled by teaser interest rates online. I want to encourage you to call Kim Dawson and Nova Home Loans to save you time and money. As Arizona's largest privately owned mortgage lender, 
Nova Home Loans makes local decisions like a bank, and because they're also a broker, Kim Dawson has access to all the best programs out there. Move your offer to the front of the line with Kim Dawson's pre-approval letter. It's the next best thing to have in cash in hand, and sellers really want to see this to know you're serious. By the way, mention the Jeff Orvitz Show and get $250 off the lender's fee at closing. Call Kim Dawson at 928-310-6458, 928-310-6458. That's 928-310-6458, or go to novahomeloans.com slash Kim Dawson. Kim Dawson, NLS 697411, Nova Home Loans, NLS 3087, BK number 090242. Equal housing opportunities subject to credit approval. Terms and conditions may apply. read some of these polls and you know you can't rely on the polls i mean <laughs> we're talking about uh, whether it's presidential politics or yesterday I was talking about the race between carrie lake who announced what was two days ago filed paperwork last week for u.s senate here in arizona uh against Ruben, congressman ruben gallego the democrat and against kirsten cinema uh the independent cinema shown that she's way behind in this thing and that this is a tight race according to a couple polls between Carrie Lake and between Ruben Gallego. Um, I'm expecting Carrie Lake here soon, so we'll, we'll talk with her and talk about her candidacy for the U.S. Senate. It's been quite a while since she's been on the program, so I'm looking forward to that. But there's another poll out as well. I'm, I'm on the hill.com, uh, a, a poll that was actually by uh, Fox News that's showing that Biden's support is between um, uh, Biden's support is the presidential race was today against President Trump, Biden would win 49 to 45%. Of course, this is national stuff. This doesn't take into account the um, uh, the electoral system, the electoral college. You know, this is a, a generic, you know, national poll. So you know how, how, how intricate these things can become. But yes, this will be a tight race. This shouldn't be a tight race because you have someone who's uh, mentally deficient up there, in my opinion, who's run the economy off a cliff, who's created chaos around the world. This stuff would not be happening under Trump. This guy has no clue what's going on, but his handlers, who are really in control of things, they have no clue either. So, yeah, close race. It, it does show that, uh, who is it, Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis, according to this poll, would beat and come out above Biden, though. So we shall see. And, you know, as we get into the new year here soon, you start having these presidential primary races all over the place. I fully expect Trump to be the nom- nominee. I fully expect Biden to be the nominee if he makes it that far in this process. We'll see. Who knows? It could be Kamala Harris because who knows? She could be the president. You don't know what's going to happen. By the way, uh, I guess Kamala Harris is coming to NAU here coming up to speak. She's on some kind of college tour as if they need to go out and actually you know, shake the tree to, to get uh, leftists at the college campuses all all riled up. You know, my daughter Isabel goes to uh, NAU, so I told her, hey, why don't you go try to interview her? Why don't you go there and take some sound bites? Because 
you know, I, I can't go listen to this thing. I don't know. Maybe I'll show up in a big yellow school bus. All right. Love your thoughts. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Still a lot more to come. Uh, and try to get to some of your comments. Again, talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. And uh, if you are listening back to the podcast, do me a favor. Please subscribe if you haven't already. And put a comment right in there on the podcast. Give us a five-star ranking or rating as well. Really appreciate that and help uh, spread the word out there. Now, Zero Res of Northern Arizona, uh, they do a great job making sure your carpets are clean, making sure your tile surface, you know, all that grime on the tile and the joints and all that. They take care of that at ZeroResNorthernArizona.com. Nothing but the best. They're absolutely great at what they do. And you've heard Kristen right here on the program. Uh, I want you to save a little bit of money this fall. Extra savings this month when you use my promo code FALL15. That's capital F-A-L-L. The number 15, fall 15, fall 15, when you go to ZeroResNorthernArizona.com. That's ZeroResNorthernArizona.com. Check out this. I mean, you got three rooms of carpet clean for 138 bucks. Plus, you use fall 15 as the promo code. You save 15 bucks. Deep cleaning of tile and grout starting at $69 a room. And they're experts at tile, vinyl, stone deep cleaning. They also do house cleaning. Go to ZeroResNorthernArizona.com. That's ZeroResNorthernArizona.com or call 928-378-8888. 928-378-8888. Okay, it's really expensive to get a new roof. I know because I had to do this last year and... You know, we get a lot of hail damage and all kinds of stuff, and the sun just beats the heck out of everything here in Arizona. Um, so maybe look at an alternative that could extend the life of your roof uh, by up to five years, and that's Fresh Roof of Northern Arizona. Uh, they have this coating that goes over the top, and you might be able to save up to 90% of the cost of new asphalt shingle roof. Fresh Roof of Northern Arizona rejuvenates your roof with a revolutionary, all-natural, non-toxic, sustainable treatment that makes your old roof look like new. Why don't you call Dave at Fresh Roof of Northern Arizona to talk about this. He's, a, he's an experienced home inspector. He can get you a free roof inspection as well. 928-301-9404. 928-301-9404. Fresh Roof of Northern Arizona, 928-301-9404. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orvitz Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. If you get a rock chip in your windshield, stop by Diamond Auto Glass as soon as possible because repairing that chip will stop it from spreading and save you from a costly windshield replacement. I know, been there, done that. And with winter coming and cinders on the road going to be piling up before you know it, you're going to want to use Diamond Auto Glass's service at 928 779 4140. They can also replace your whole windshield and they have the tech to make sure those cameras are aligned because you got so much of this. Uh, technology, believe it or not, in your windshields nowadays. nowadays. Uh, so call Diamond Auto Glass, 928-779-4140. They've taken care of my family. Angela and I have been going there for years. Diamond Auto Glass, 928-779-4140. 928-779-4140. Or go to thedifferenceisclear.com. 
This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. All right, welcome back. Uh, Angela joins me for this segment. I think I got some... uh, Odds and ends here, tidbits, some different news items I want to hit. Uh, then we have Senate candidate. She just announced on Tuesday, Carrie Lake, will be joining us in hour two of the program. So nice. hope you all stick around for that. Uh, if you're listening to podcasts, it's about 43, 44 minutes in or so. Uh, but tomorrow is Friday the 13th. Right. Did you know that? Don't go to a summer camp in the woods. <laughs> Don't go to a cornfield like, if any I'm of just that. warning people now. Don't do it. Okay. Uh, but it is also the day of jihad. Hamas is calling for a day of jihad worldwide for Friday the 13th. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So that might be worse than the yeah, summer camp. On, yeah, it would be. Let's, let's hope that nothing yeah, happens and okay. hope everything stays safe with these um, lunatics. Yeah. Absolute lunatics. Yeah. They're um, just so unpredictable. Like, yeah. Just, they're just crazy. They're absolutely yeah. crazy. Um. 27, just an update, 27 dead Americans, uh, last I checked here about an hour ago in Israel, um, over a dozen are still held, held uh, captive. And, are missing somehow or, or something, yeah. Well, I think, oh. well, I guess they're they, missing they, ones they, too. They, there's missing ones oh. as well. Um, so we'll, we'll hope that turns out good. And of course, many uh, missing from, from Israel. Um, there's currently approximately, according to the Blaze, this article, but this is from information that came out from the New York Post, there's about 5.7 million non-detained migrants residing in the United States. So that's that's good. I'm sure that all 5.7 million are very upstanding citizens, considering yeah. the first thing they did was break mm-hmm. the law to come into the country. And they'll go back for their court date and whatever, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so according... they do that, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sure they promised yeah. to do that. According oh, yeah. to Immigration and Customs Enforcement documents first reviewed by the New York Post, um, the ICE documents detail a taxpayer-funded program, of course, called Release... <laughs> who, who comes up? I really want to find... The cubicle heaven where they come up with these names. It's called the Release and Reporting Management. Release and Reporting Management. So release them and then, I guess, manage them while they're released. That aims to, quote, quote, unquote, at a minimum, provide the migrants with medical services. Like, you know, you get medical services for free. Yeah, yeah. Similar to the ones that, yeah. Yeah, you get medical services. We all get that. Yeah, Uh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Food. Okay, yeah, we all get food, too. Free yeah. food. Uh-huh. Clothing, because you got to be clothed. Oh, yeah. Like, I went yesterday, got my free clothing. <laughs> Housing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just says multiple other benefits, so mm. I don't know quite what that is. Probably internet. Did it mention phone? Probably phone. Oh, that's probably included. I mean, I'd give them at least. That. I'd give them at least a, a smartphone that, like, they have to wear around their neck. With the GPS, GPS, you know, the yeah. tracking uh-huh. services turned on all the time. Of course, anyone could turn that off. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe an implant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we chip we chip all kinds of things, right? So maybe we uh, we throw a chip on there just so you can yeah. actually try. I mean, they're, they're here provisionally, apparently, the, the wonderful government, ICE, and the, the folks that are, uh, you know, and it's, I'm sure this probably frustrates the rank and file ICE folks who are out there actually capturing these people and, mm-hmm. you know, and putting their lives on the line and working in. You've been, we've all been, I think most of you've been down to the border 
I mean, you've been down to, we've been through these, lo- these aren't the best yeah, locations. Yeah, multiple locations, different states yeah. even. We've been, yeah. 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 These aren't like, oh, I really hope that I can live in Ajo. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry if you live in Ajo. Yeah. I mean, but it's, you know, it Ajo is. Ajo is a lovely little town. <laughs> it, it actually does have a nice, like, is, is that yeah. where the town square is and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it actually does. So I take that back. I mean, but as far as like, you know, middle of the summer. Yeah, I, yeah. And they don't even live in, I think they live in Ajo there. They probably have driven the housing prices up. But then there's that place, um, why is that why mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. there's like housing out there and stuff and you're like yeah you're working in the middle of the desert and it's hot anyway so yeah i'm sure that the rank and file folks get pretty pissed off but it's the you know the the, the people that up up the line that come up with this crap like the release and reporting management system where what 5.7 million i guess not you know migrants just get set free in the country and they get yeah, it's just like it's everything for everybody else except for us. Not that I I don't want free food, yeah. clothing, yeah. housing, um, and multiple other benefits. But I sure as hell don't want people who come to our country to get that before people in our country get. I mean, look at all these homeless How do cancer. How they get addicts. this stuff? I mean, I really. Know. I don't know. I mean, should we maybe, if you're having a hard time, should you just maybe go over to Mexico and then walk back through the desert? And yeah. come in, you know, come in well, illegally and, and get get the free that benefits. These people that were here illegally were kind of like in hiding, and they don't want to reveal their immigration the status. Anymore. And now it's like they're they're getting the free. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's the case anymore. No, but should you? I mean, do you renounce your citizen citizenship and then just come back through and get it again? But you get the citizenship and the free stuff. I mean, they don't yeah. have citizenship yet, but they will. I just you know, don't so, understand how this yeah, whole thing I, works. I, I, don't, I don't think you're supposed to understand. And then, okay, who came across? Who is across? When I was just telling you that Hamas is calling for a day of jihad tomorrow, Friday the 13th. Who is among the 5.7 million, plus all the other millions? I mean, there, there must be 30 million. Who is among the 5.7 million that we refuse to vet and do anything with, yeah, and you know, because it's not just uh, these aren't their motivation for coming exactly, here could exactly. be somewhat uh, dubious. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm sure most of them are coming over here to work and stuff. But if you just take a small percentage of five point no, seven, all it takes is a, a yeah, handful. a small percentage of the five point seven million. Um, so yeah, why don't we do that wall and get that at least that, and not that that's perfect. But at least it's better. I mean, it's just it's just insane. And then, you know, like I said, who gets the free food? Who gets the free housing and all that other stuff? We have a housing crisis in the country, and apparently they're. I mean, look, look in like New York and other cities, the hotel rooms are like out of control, and they don't have enough hotels for people coming in because of all the migrants they've been mm-hmm. housing in yeah. these hotels. That you know how much it costs, and what's well, hotel and room in New York City costs for the tourists and other people that are paying for the hotels. Yep, yep. So there you go. Your government at work. Uh, so this one doesn't surprise me. Uh, not sending our best and brightest to Washington, D.C. I would actually agree with this statement. However, it came from Mr. Warm-Up Suit, Mr. Hoodie. Fetterman. Fetterman. Uh-huh. The dude with the stash. Wait, 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 wait. I thought they changed the dress code because... They did. They, okay, did. they so voted um, unanimously. Maybe so now he, wasn't he there dresses appropriately? I, I don't know. I haven't oh, seen okay. any. Well, are they, are they doing anything right now? I'm not sure in the, in the Senate. Um, I haven't seen... I, I would assume if you have a dress code, yeah, do they detain him? You yeah, know, if he shows up with... Maybe he's going to have like this hoodie um, tuxedo. It'll type be, thing. It'll <laughs> just cut off have the print of the suit yeah, on the outside of it. <laughs> just the, the fabric is, yeah, yeah, is so, uh, like a suit. All right, Looks so like Fetterman was on 
I don't know why he would make a good guest. He was on Late Night with Stephen Colbert. Is that guy still doing that stuff? I guess so. So Late Night with Stephen. Does anyone watch Late Night? How many? What is it? Eight people watching this stuff. I remember that was popular. You know, back uh, until maybe maybe the nineties, maybe the early two thousands. People still watched Late Night TV. I just don't think that there's. I guess somebody's watching it, right? Okay, so he's on Stephen Colbert. Late night, which is, I guess, really late, past my bedtime. He, quote, uh, he, he, they, he's, they're talking about, uh, you know, D.C. and all that. You all need to know, this is Fetterman, this is a quote. You all need to know that America is not sending their best and brightest to Washington, D.C., Fetterman remarked. <laughs> Sometimes you literally just can't believe these people are making decisions that are determining the government here. It's actually scary. I, I agree with him 100%. That's coming from him. But okay. he's the one I put up there on the poster as being scared. Yeah. I'm scared of that. I can't believe this guy. Right. And he actually thinks he's he's amongst the, uh, the, the I don't know, the, the thought-provoking, you know, in, in, intelligence-centered <laughs> members of, of Congress. So ever, you know, other people are the problem, and it's not him. At it's all. not him. He's not stupid. It's everybody yeah. else. <laughs> you believe that? You and I agree. We're not sending our best and brightest. I don't know what happened. I, I don't know how we've gotten to this point where we have such bad leadership in this country. I mean, it, we're we're to blame. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. to blame. You know, we send these people. Well, they get reelected. So impossible to fix that. I think a, a lot of people have just given up. They don't even want to bother trying anymore. Yeah, I mean, that's who, true. you know, that's the true. people that are running, I'm not saying they don't have good intentions because a lot of them do, but it's so hard to do anything that it's so frustrating and, yeah, and eventually yeah. they give up or, or it's just not appealing anymore because it's a waste of time. I guess a lot of them have good intentions, but then I questioning what percentage of just are in it for themselves. They've been in politics yeah, their well, whole life. Yeah, well, there's a mix, and, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the ones I can usually tell when I talk to them, they're like truly frustrated the whole time they're not they're they're really down Mm -hmm. because they see how corrupt and how bad it is but yeah okay not sending our best and brightest so i guess we just need to maybe this guy should run for president president fetterman (laughs) imagine that um okay one more thing here in washington dc um speaking of the best and brightest uh, i think that the gop is probably wasting their time at this point so you know the speaker thing is happening there Mm -hmm. and they had nominated uh, Scalise yesterday, and right. he's been in politics. You know, he's in his, I think he's 57, 58. I guess my expectations perhaps are that we would get elected representatives who just kind of want to serve and then go away, and I know that's a fantasy at this point. But these guys are all in their state legislature, and then they it's kind of they almost... Just move up. Yeah, it's almost the path for all of them. They go through the state legislature, and then they move up the system. So they wind up being in government in just dec- for decades and decades. And right. there's not a lot of time between when he took office in the legislature and even, um, who was the other guy that was uh, they were going to nominate? Jordan. Jordan, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were kind of the same path. I don't know. Maybe you're still working a job when you're in state legislators because a lot of them don't pay a lot. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure, True. you know, but it's like how much real world experience do these people even have? Well, that I we're think that's at part of point. the reason why they um, always run, run for re-election because they're like, yeah. if I don't, what am I going to well, do I, I, if I, I don't yeah. do this? I, this is what I know this how to do. This has been my career. But, but being in there for so long, they become stagnant mm-hmm. and kind of 
maybe not as enthusiastic as someone should be oh, yeah, in that yeah. term limits. position. That's why you need term right. limits. Yeah. We wouldn't have this speaker fight. We, there'd still be a speaker fight. Politics is politics. But if they weren't in there for so long, they wouldn't have time to become so comfortable and be so crazy and ingrained in the system. Mm-hmm. They just wouldn't. I mean, if they only had eight years or 10 years, yeah, it's hard right. to get to that point that takes decades often. So anyway, I think they're wasting their time. Scalise doesn't have the votes. They haven't even brought it to the floor yet. There's several members saying, just bring it to the floor. Let's get it on. Let's get it going on. I don't even think it's going to happen today. Last I checked. So uh, we might get into, does it even happen this weekend? Because they're wrangling behind closed doors. So several members, I think it was Green or somebody was saying, let's just do this on the floor so the American people can see it. Right. Let's just vote up or down. Scalise, you're up. No, he didn't make it. Okay. Let's, you want to try again? Fine. No. Okay. Let's get somebody else. Keep nominating. Yeah. Let's get somebody. Let's get this done. Let's get a speaker. But instead, they're trying to, the, uh, my guess is the powers that be, the leadership and all that, they're like, no, let's, we'll get it beat out behind no, closed doors they first. They pick who they want and they, they're exactly, going to wheel and deal exactly. until they find a solution to get that person. Exactly. So I do not see anything happening there with the, the speaker position. Um, maybe we'll see after the weekend. They got, before you know it, November's here and they have to take care of the, uh, the spending issue. Yeah, right. So, all right. They've run love, out of time on that. Yeah, absolutely. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. All right, Angela and I got our blinds replaced last year at the blind with the Blind Brothers. And, uh, man, they did a great job. They look awesome. They work great. The Blind Brothers came in. They installed them all. I highly recommend that you mention the Jeff Orvitz Show when you call them because you're going to get a half-off installation. And like I said, they did the installation great. Um, look, do your neighbors a favor. Call the Blind Brothers right now, 928-634-2423. 928-634-2423. That's 928-634-2423 or go to theblindbrothers.com. And like I said, tell them I sent you. Uh, Sliders going on right now at Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Mm, That's good. Good stuff. Head on up there. Uh, They've always got something on their $4 menu. So tomorrow, if you're out at lunchtime, stop on by and get something great on their $4 menu after lunch or after after work, I should say. Uh, You could return and get a great cold (laughs) drink. (laughs) Let's say after work, right? After work. Come on, people. Uh, Go on up to Sportsman's Bar and Grill just north of downtown Flagstaff right there by the hospital and the Basha Shopping Center. Uh, And they've always got a lot of games going on, too. So if you're into sports... Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Yeah. I mean, it's it's in the name. Voted best sports bar many years in a row. All right. Hang tight. More to come, including uh, Senate candidate Carrie Lake. Back in a few. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff forward show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orvid show All right, 
Welcome back. Um, by the way, remember, I've got those two interviews, pro and no, on Prop 480 for Flagstaff folks. You should be getting your ballots here tomorrow or the next day. I know they were mailed out. Uh, talkwithjeff.com. It's the top two posts. You got video or and or audio that you can check out and geek out for like 50 minutes each <laughs> and see if you're any closer to making a decision on that one. Right. So, and I um, still don't know. You don't know? Yeah, you do. When you fill the circle, I yeah. guess, all mail-in <laughs> ballot uh, for that one, all mail-in election, I should say. Uh, tomorrow on the program, by the way, Mark Howitt will join me, and we will go over the other 19 propositions for the city of Flagstaff. That'll be later in the show, I believe. Um, we're going to try to zip through it. Uh, even if you're not in Flagstaff, though, it will be comical because some of the things that they try are trying to slip by in this most this biggest ballot I've ever seen for the city of Flagstaff is comical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's Without it's smacks doubt, of yes. swamp creatures trying to make it easier for them to spend money without, without going asking. to you or going to Yeah, <laughs> that's basically what this is about. How much more money can we eke out of you people, you you little circus clown minions out there yeah. without actually having to go to the people that provide the money. That's what they it. want to do. That's yeah. what they want to do. Uh, I guess they say they did it. They found Sasquatch. Did you, oh, did you yeah. see the video? I, I saw I it. I didn't, but I heard about this. Yeah, they, there's, it was on Fox News. They had actual video of Sasquatch. It was is not it clear video, though. No, but no, but it's not in black and white. It oh. is clearly something <laughs> <laughs> moving across a the big, field. Shadowy. Yes, there's figure. somebody could be out squatching. That's still a line from X Files. Yeah, right. Where you put on the big suit and go around. No, yeah. there. This is I, here's here's why I'm beginning to be a non-believer here in, in such <laughs> things. We have such amazing cameras in all of our pocket like hollywood satellites that can see your backyard I from I space. Can, yeah if you're gonna see sasquatch i could i could see it from the google satellite yeah, shot yeah. you would have found this thing already <laughs> not to mention you would have found a dead body yeah right laying uh-huh, there so uh-huh. i guess maybe they maybe they disappear like when yoda died in in star oh, yeah, wars he just kind of melted away he's just he's gone, gone. Uh-huh. so i guess that's possible uh, but I, yeah, they, they had this video and I, yeah, I'm starting not to believe because it's always blurry and we, we have technology now that's like Hollywood back in the 1980s would be using our iPhones yeah. for, you know, for, for making movies. I mean, people do that yeah. now, actually, yeah. they're actually making yeah. stuff off these, these phones and stuff. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. Any, um, I won't have time to check the emails on this one, but do you have any question that I should ask Carrie Lake? When uh, you know, I surprised you, no question, nothing from it. Because when you, whenever you're on, people email me. They're like, "I love the woman's perspective." Oh. So you know, well, think well, about it in the I break. Had if some you, advanced. I just time gave to you. Well, about. you'll have about I don't know ten minutes or so, okay, or less. You can maybe hit me up with uh, if there's anything okay. in particular you want me to ask her. Anyway, we got Senate candidate Carrie Lake coming up, and uh, I've got some questions lined up for her, like, okay. like why, how, what are we doing? <laughs> How do we fix this, right? Just a couple things like that. I don't know. We'll work it out. So, yeah, stick around for that. Uh, and you can get your comments and talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. And if you happen to be listening back to the podcast or listening to the podcast, please subscribe and uh, hit the like button and uh, share it with your friends. All right, hang tight. Back in a few. This portion of the show is brought to you by Just Wireless. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. 
All right, welcome back, everyone. Hour two of the show. Glad you're here with me. Always love your comments. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Glad to have back on the program. It's been, been a little while. Um, now running for the U.S. Senate big week for Carrie Lake. Carrie, how are you doing today? I'm so doing so well. Back in the thick of things and uh, ready to take on this, this important race, Jeff. Yeah, it, this is important. And I guess let me get into your head a little bit, Carrie. It's probably been close to a year since we've actually talked. Um, why get into this race? Uh, maybe get me through your, your thought process here, and um, let's start there. Well, you know, we have to keep we, we have to take back the Senate. It's, it's so critically important, and I saw an opportunity here to pick up a Senate. I know what the polling shows. I know what my uh, name ideas here. And I, more than that, I know that the people of Arizona want to vote for me and want to get behind our America first policies. So I decided after looking into it and, and taking a look at a three-way and a two-way race, I'm the only Republican who can win this. And so we decided it's as much of a sacrifice as it is to be in politics. It's not fun. It's, it's slimy and gross. <laughs> this is a season kind of a season for service, a season to save our country. And so I, husband, my husband and I decided that we would, you know, give up another year to uh, a campaign and then take things back to DC and, and get some America first policies passed so that we can have a secure border and a secure country. I feel better about the first hour of my show now, Carrie, because I use the word slimy politicians like five times in <laughs> my are. opening. I mean, it's just like, and I, this was an Arizona issue with the ESA program and, you know, how that's be- about to bankrupt our state. And I'm like, these, these people are unreal. Um, but it, the problem is we do have a lot, of, I'm going to use the word again, a lot of slimy politicians who have taken control of this country. I'm, I'm just sickened by it. And it's on display every day. And I hope we can stop it. We've got to keep trying, but I'm really concerned that this is go time. This is the time. And I know everyone says this is the most important election, but I'm really concerned now, Carrie. I think it's the last election. I think it's um, everything's on the line right now. The, the future of our country, the survival of our country is on our line with this election. And this is, you know, have you ever wondered why these poli- slimy politicians get so upset when a populist comes along, an outsider? They don't want this corrupt system to to change. They like the status quo. They don't want we the people to have that control of our government. And that's why they hated it when Reagan got in. That's why they hated they hated Trump and they continue to hate Trump. And that's why they hated me, because we're going to go in. We're not in this to be in politics. We're not in this to be lifelong politicians. We're in this to turn things around and bring about some common sense change. And w- let's just face it. It's not working with Biden. I think even some Democrats are waking up and realizing that right now. Our borders wide open. I talked about that a lot. I had a great plan to secure our border here in Arizona. We have an invasion going on. There is no other way to put it. It's an invasion on our border. And we just saw the absolute horror that happened in Israel and continues to to be taking place there at the hands of terrorists. It's only a matter of time before it happens. It's not if, but when we have a terrorist attack here in our homeland because of this wide open border. And Ruben Gallego, a complete radical leftist, and Kirsten Sinema, also a leftist, they're not moderate. They're voting for Joe Biden's disastrous border policy. They didn't say a word when he freed up $6 billion for Iran so that they could 
basically pour money into Hamas and make sure that this uh, barbaric attack went off. And and they didn't say a thing about it. They haven't said. As a matter of fact, Ruben Gallego voted with Joe Biden to on his disastrous Iran plan. You know, Trump actually ripped that thing up, and then Biden brought it back. And Ruben Gallego voted with that. He has not apologized. He frankly should resign from office for that. And they could have done something. They could have stood up and said something when Joe Biden basically freed up that six billion dollars for Iran, and and basically put a bounty on the head of every single American hostage in the world. And so um, it, it's horrifying what's happening. It's not working out with Joe Biden and the Democrats. Everything they touch has has gone poorly for us. And it's gotten to the point where people can't even afford their basic living while we're at the same time putting up a bunch of people here illegally in hotel rooms, giving them free airline tickets, free phones, and destroying our cities right now as we speak. Yeah, last hour I just read something about 5.7 million uh, illegals that are unchecked in the country. They released them. They're giving them phones, food, housing, clothing, medical care, all that stuff. And I started thinking, Carrie, how many, what percentage out of that 5.7, even if it's a tiny number, are the folks that hate America that tomorrow's Friday the 13th and they're calling for a day of jihad? I mean, how many people have gotten in that, that want to cause harm to this country? Seven million people have poured across. Those are the official numbers since Joe Biden took office. President Trump believes it's closer to 15 million. And I, I, I don't really trust much of the information coming out of the federal government. These are many people are being poured into our country who are criminals and terrorists. We, we have apprehended terrorists. We haven't apprehended all of them. And so I don't know if, if things will happen tomorrow or when, but eventually not everybody coming across has our best interests at heart. And we cannot go on much longer as a country. I believe this is a way to destabilize us. And we have a chance in November of next year to turn this around. And we have to go out and vote and swamp the system. Vote like our lives depend on it and vote these people out of office. And I know that we're going to do that. I know that by then the economy is going to continue to fall, falter. You know, we can't afford the basics. People can't afford to buy a home anymore. They can't afford the groceries. Everything's gone up. And this isn't really a Republican Democrat issue, to be honest. You know, when you have to go to the gas pump, the, you don't have one gas pump for Republicans and one for Democrats. We're all paying the higher prices. And it doesn't have to be this way. We need to vote Biden out. We need to vote Kirsten Sinema, who it's laughable that she's saying she's moderate now. She voted with Joe Biden and his agenda more often than Bernie Sanders did. You know, Kirsten Sinema calling her moderate is like Joe Biden calling himself a professional bicyclist. It just, that's not the case. <laughs> Carrie, let me ask you about international affairs. I mean, obviously the horror in Israel and the potential for this to spread throughout uh, the Middle East, and we're watching what's going on every second right now, but then stepping back to almost two years in uh, funding Ukraine, do you draw distinctions between uh, the two wars, I guess, shall we say? How would you handle that in the, in the Senate, especially? Well, let's, let's start with, because I think I know the answer on Israel, but I don't want to assume anything. Let's start with Ukraine and that kind of unending thing. I don't want to send one more penny to Ukraine. And I've talked to more Americans than any of the politicians in this country, to be honest. I've been all over this country. I've spoken to people all over. I've, I've been in blue cities, red cities, blue states, red states. Not one American has ever told me we, want to, we need to send more money to Ukraine. We're sending money to Ukraine 
the fastest way to end a war is to pull the money out of it and say, get to the, the, uh, the table and let's start talking truth, peace. And they're not doing that right now in Ukraine. And I know President Trump will do that immediately when he gets back in office. Now, when it comes to Israel, they are, are one of our closest allies. And what's happened here was an unprovoked attack. And it sickens me that Joe Biden and, frankly, Barack Obama's dealings with Iran helped fund this. It is Biden's loosening of the sanctions allowed. I've read today 60 billion to 100 billion of Iranian oil sales. Much of that is going to financing these bloody terror campaigns all around the globe. And, and, and Biden, he's never going to back out of that because if he backs out, he's admitting it was his problem. He's admitting that he is part of the problem that caused this absolute barbaric attack. I don't think he has the courage to do the right thing, even when he's, he'll never admit he didn't wrong. And so frankly, we need to get President Trump's policies back. And the Republican Party is no longer the party of warmongers. We're no longer the party willing to let the military industrial complex drain our coffers and start endless wars that our sons and daughters get sent over to fight. We need to protect our homeland. And right now we're not doing that. A wide open border, an invasion at our border, dangerous people pouring across right now. And Joe Biden is sitting there eating ice cream in the White House. It's outrageous. This is why I support President Trump. Uh, under, his, under his leadership, our friend, our ally, Israel, was safe. The Abraham Peace Accords were signed. America was safe. We weren't starting wars. We were wrapping up and ending wars. Our economy was thriving. It's night and day. It's night and day between Biden and Trump. And we need to get back to putting America first, folks in office, and I will be the most pro-America senator in Washington, D.C. Do you see, Carrie, and we're talking with Carrie Lake, who's uh, thrown her hat in the ring for U.S. Senate here in Arizona, do you see a conflict directly uh, with the U.S. involved with Iran? Um, I hope not, but you know what? And I think what we have to do is get the policies in place that Trump had. These sanctions were working. When you aren't pouring money into a corrupt or, uh, you know, bloodthirsty regime, they can't finance their terror. So we have to start by cutting all the money off to Iran, not sending over pallets of cash, not freeing up billions of dollars for them to launch these terror campaigns. That's the first way to do it. I have a feeling that Israel is going to take care of things rather quickly. And we need to be very, very um, careful with how we handle this situation. We have Americans who are now held hostage, and we need to work to free them and support Israel in this. And it's going to start with pulling back and sanctioning Iran immediately, not allowing them to sell the oil, make the money, and then finance this absolute reign of terror across the globe. Because it's coming to our country next. I don't think there's one, one American who understands what's happening in the world right now who doesn't believe that what's happening on our border is going to be violence here in our homeland. Carrie, um, watching this speaker um, race that's been going on and how McCarthy was booted out after nine months, eight months, whatever it was, uh, and they're going back and forth. There's a, definitely a division, obviously, with the you know GOP and the House side. Uh, I think it's a good thing because we need to shake things up. And we've kind of had this attitude in this country, especially in the, the parties of I've been here, it's my turn, and you know, mm -hmm. status quo type stuff. So looking at the Senate side, Obviously, you know, the, the Senate's had the same leadership for a very long time on both sides of the aisle. 
where would you be at? I mean, would you be the Senate version of the Freedom Caucus um, and fighting to, to make these changes? I mean, how would you lay that out? Well, I don't know who's going to be running. I'll be honest. I really don't. I think things could change quite a bit here in the next year. But I have I said this in my announcement speech. I'm willing to work with absolutely any lawmaker who is interested in putting America first, securing our border, putting American families first. And so I'm willing to work with anybody who's willing to do that. I think we have to get to a point where we have more people who want to put the interests of America ahead of the interests of others. But um, I don't know who it's going to be. I, I want to first win this race, mm-hmm. this election, and then we'll look at who we elect for leadership. But I definitely want it to be uh, a leader who's going to make sure that we're making sure we're taking President Trump's agenda, Agenda 47, and implementing it quickly by the time you know, the election hits and then inauguration, by the time we get to work, we have a lot of work to do. And we can't be playing politics and trying to thwart President Trump and his America First agenda. We need to get to work passing it. And so, All right, we're going to take a quick break. More with U.S. Senate candidate Carrie Lake. And if you got a comment, love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. If I was selling a home in the Flagstaff area right now, course, I'd call Kelly Broadus with the Broadus Properties Group, brokered by EXP. That's what Marcus and Courtney did. They called Kelly up, and they were returning clients of Kelly's, and they decided to sell their home in Doney Park, downsizing. They wanted a more manageable property. Despite the shift in the market, they knew Kelly had the experience and resources to get them top dollar. And thanks to Kelly, thanks to her marketing, thanks to her hard work, they were able to secure a cash buyer. You hear that so many times nowadays. Cash buyer within just a few weeks. And now they can settle into their new cozy place with complete peace of mind. Why don't you call Kelly Broadus? She can help you out as well if you're selling a home in the Flagstaff area. 888-446-5602. That's 888-446-5602. Or go online right now. You don't even have to talk to an agent. You can get the valuation of your home. Click on that valuation tab at northernarizonafinehomes.com. That's northernarizonafinehomes.com. Welcome back. As always, your comments welcome. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, we are talking with U.S. Senate candidate uh, Carrie Lake, uh, who is running for Senate, throwing her hat in the ring uh, here in Arizona for U.S. Senate. Uh, and all eyes are going to be watching this race uh, across the country. It may actually determine, you know, who controls uh, Congress, who controls the Senate uh, come 20, well, really 2025, uh, when you would take office. Um, Carrie, um, the debt, because a lot of what happened with, you know, we almost had a potential, we had the potential of a government shutdown. What were your thoughts on that? And, you know, if you're in there and, well, first of all, are, are we spending too much? I think I know the answer to this one. <laughs> Come on, Jeff. <laughs> okay. We're, you know we Let's are. Let's show of hands out there. Yeah. Yes, we're okay. spending too much. How do we change it, though? Because here we are. We went from $4 trillion plus during 
2019 before COVID, and now we're over six trillion. What do we do? Do we get back to four trillion? Do we? Because the deficit is two trillion dollars per year. How do you close that up? What do you do? I think I read recently it, it's it's a two billion a day we're adding in interest. Can you imagine? It's it's if we don't get serious what we're spending money on, and and for starters, sending nearly two hundred billion to Ukraine. We got to stop that kind of nonsense. We've got our own country falling apart and collapsing. I will be a fiscal conservative, but we need to pull back on uh, the non-discretionary spending, and we we have to we have to assure voters that the Republicans will protect the things that are really important, like Social Security. You know, a lot of times I think voters say, "Oh my gosh, I heard fiscal conservative. That must mean someone's going to go in and mess with our Social Security." No, these people paid in. They did everything right. They paid into the system. They did their they held up their end of the deal. And we're going to make sure the federal government holds their end of the deal up. So, you know, we, we really need to start looking through these budgets and making sure that what we're spending on is about the basics, um, making sure that we've got good, solid defense buildup so that we are safe here at home. And, you know, one of the things that we can do to improve greatly uh, the economy and the value of the dollar here is to get the uh, energy sector back up. Oops, I thought I lost you. Are you still oh, there, no, Jeff? you're still there. Yep, we got you. Okay. Sorry, it was a phone call coming in. I no, thought we dropped. Yeah, no, that's fine. No, um, so you're saying the energy sector, get the energy sector the ener- going. We have to get the energy sector going. I mean, this has been a lot of the problems. I know it doesn't really affect that much of, of what you're talking about with the, the, the debt that we have. But when we get a strong economy going here, we get the energy sector going here. We start drilling once again for oil and gas. We start building those pipelines. We're not then dependent on buying energy from other countries. We don't have to have that dependency on other countries. It makes us safer, and when we and it also makes our economy stronger here. And then we have higher revenues as well. Have you, Carrie, given much thought though? Because you just mentioned Social Security and all the transfer payments, the um, you know um, uh, Medicare, you name it. The reality is, Congress only has control really of about a third of this budget in discretionary spending which is less than $2 trillion. They're spending $6 trillion, the, the, the overall federal budget, and we're taking in, oh, I don't know, maybe maybe 4.5, something like that. I, I don't know if I trust any of these numbers. How do, you, how do you shrink the deficit with just the discretionary side? It's going to be very hard. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you, Jeff, and yeah. say we can, well, I appreciate we can cut that. here and cut there. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> it, we're in a world of hurt, but what I can tell you is the policies that we have that, that these politicians are putting in right now um, are not going to solve it. It's not working. You know, we, we obviously need to bring things back to pre-COVID. We still have all this complete waste and wasteful spending, outrageous billions upon billions. When, when money was sent to these various departments, oh, just spend it. You know, we don't need it. We don't need to spend the COVID spending that we were spending right now. And so we need to pull back to pre-COVID spending. That's going to help a little bit. But we are in an absolute world of hurt. And it's not going to be easy. It's yeah. not going to be an easy fix. And so, uh, you know, but I'll tell you one thing that is not helping is is endless wars and trying to start up another war. And that's exactly what Biden and the Democrats are trying to do right now. They're trying to start a World War Three, And I'm talking about Ukraine. And I'm talking about destabilizing the world. And when you destabilize America on top of it, then we lose our superpower status. And right, I believe they're trying to destabilize America intentionally with this wide open border. 
All right. I know for a fact when we get President Trump back in office and start to get our footing solid on a world stage, because we are not solid on the world stage right now, we're going to bring more stability to the world. We're going to bring more stability to our economy when we get the energy sector up and going, more stability when we secure the border. Then we can start improving our economy. And I believe we can start um, whittling away and, and, and working on this deficit. But yeah. it's not going to be an overnight fix. It's going to be difficult. No, this took decades to get into. I have been kind of yelling for a long time, Carrie, like pay down the national debt. And now I'm at the point of like, okay, can we just stop adding to it? <laughs> I'll, I'll be I'll be happy with just staying at $33 trillion for a while and you don't add anything else to it. And we can try to dig our way out. So I hope we can maybe at least get to that point. Can't go on forever. That's right. Well, and, you know, honestly, some of the debt that we owe China, I, I think, uh, you know, we really shouldn't have to pay because of what's transpired and what they've done um, uh, um, to us when, when it comes to COVID. Um, you know, we need to start working. And, and I think when you get a deal maker in office like President Trump, we are in a much better place to handle this than somebody like Joe Biden, who is brain dead. I mean, the guy, he, he's, he's, I call him a bird brain because there's nothing going on up there. And, and we are in a world of hurt, whether it comes to, uh, the finances of our country, whether it comes to the border, whether it comes to what's happening, uh, as I said, on the world stage. And we have somebody who's not competent in there who's at the helm. Yeah. And nothing good can come from that. All right. Um, Carrie, hey, I wish you the best. I'm sure we'll be talking more throughout the process. I, I've always appreciated all the time you've spent. Thanks for stepping up. I can't imagine the, the challenges that you'll be facing going forward. So we'll get you back on real soon. Okay, thank you, Jeff, and uh, uh, hello to everybody up in Prescott and Flagstaff. I'm looking forward to getting up there very soon. Oh, let us know, and then we'll get you in studio, too, so we'll look forward to I that. I would love it. All right, Thanks, Carrie, Jeff. take care. We'll talk with you soon. And I'd love your comments. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Get those in. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com, and uh, try to read a few of those here in hour two of the program. And hit subscribe. If you're listening to the podcast, hit subscribe, share it, give us a five-star rating. Appreciate that. All right, it's uh, almost rock chip season. People know what that is, Angela, right? Yeah. It's like rock chip season. Yeah, <laughs> the cinders. Knows what that means. It's like a freeze warning tonight, I think. I know. So before yeah. you know it, they'll be cindering the roads. Uh, you're going to get a rock chip in your windshields. Windshields or windshield, I guess. And next thing you know, you're going to have to get that fixed. You can get it fixed. Don't wait too long. Don't let it spread throughout your windshield. Uh, Diamond Auto Glass in, on 4th Street in Flagstaff. They can take care of you. They'll get that fixed for you real quick. Uh, 928-779-4140. That's 928-779-4140. Or just zip on by right there on 4th Street in Flagstaff. Or go to thedifferenceisclear.com. forget to catch Glenn Least uh, this weekend. He's We're going to be talking about a lot of stuff that you need to hear when it comes to your finances, when it comes to they have a new um, woke mitigation portfolio. <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's really interesting yeah. um, to combat wokeness in these companies. And, you know, you're, you're tired of you want to invest in a company. You want a company to create a good service, good product, not push wokeness. And they actually have a new fund that uh, fights this. So call Glenn Lease. You can learn more about it. Uh, it's, it's a proprietary woke mitigation portfolio. 928-225-2474. 
That's Glenn Least at WT Wealth Management at 928-225-2474. Hang tight. More to come. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orvich show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. You were right there. You should have just butted in. Well, I didn't want to interrupt. It's okay. That, that's I do that every day, all day long. <laughs> just in, you interrupt me all the rest of the time. What? Except for on the show. <laughs> I had asked Angela uh, before we broke last hour and before we we're getting Carrie Lake on, you know, yeah, the, was, the woman's you perspective. Like five I know, but then I'm talking to Carrie Lake for like 20 minutes and then you're like, uh, uh, we're hanging up and you're like, I got a question. Well, you never let, you never asked. <laughs> what was me? your question? My question was. I'll answer it for her. If, if, if anyone from Carrie's camp's listening, I'm going to answer Carrie. I'll play Carrie. Go ahead. Did I I interrupt you? (laughs) (laughs) My question was if she has any um, lawsuits still pending um, about the governor's race. From the governor's race, yeah. yeah. Like I, from yeah, a that's, year ago. that's a good question. I wonder if she even wants to talk about the governor's race. I at mean, this maybe point. not. Yeah. You know, maybe. I thought about going there when you know the governor, but it's like, how long have we been playing that out well, and hearing and it and listening? I, it's like, yeah, okay. I'm kind of like in Over the, the team camp. Move on, at move this on. Point. Org, yeah. But, but I'm still curious if there is any pending stuff, you know, regarding the, you know, the problems from the election and how, you know all the stuff she was alleging happened yeah, yeah. and how that worked out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I could probably find this out. You I could, just, you could probably do that yeah. research. I know that, um, Abe Hamaday, who was running for attorney general, still got one, right? still has something, yeah. still trying to like open thousands, get a look at thousands of ballots that are like just sitting there because mm-hmm. his race was only, what was it? I can't even remember like that. This is a while, a couple hundred votes yeah. or something like that. Like his could be changed real quick. If, if the the votes lined up a certain way, yeah, but they won't yeah. let him see them. Yeah, so. yeah. So, well, it sounds like she pretty much moved on. I don't know your your thoughts, folks. What you, What'd you think of the interview with Carrie Lake? Talk with Jeff at iCloud dot com. What do you think of the three way race? Assuming that's and I can't see Cinema not getting in this race. It's obvious, you know that you all know the dynamic. Carrie Lake's the Republican. She's not the only Republican, though. There mm-hmm. is um, Sheriff Lamb. Mark Lamb, uh-huh. who we had on just oh, a month or two ago, and I'll get him. I'll get them both. I, you know, I want to kind of you get the same amount of time, so I'll do something here again, maybe before the new year. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like at some point it becomes pretty stumpy for me. It's yeah. like, well, what else do we talk about? Right. You know, what right. are you going to do when you're in the Senate? When I, what I'm more concerned about is, or what I would like more from them 
any of these candidates is when you actually get in there. Right. I hear from That's you. when we really want to yeah. hear from you. Is exactly. Like when you're there actually yeah. doing the job. Or not doing it. That's when people <laughs> want to talk to you and yeah. hear from you. Yeah. And there's some people that are, are great on that. I mean, over and, the years. And don't get me wrong. Like, you, you want to hear from them beforehand, too, so you can no, decide who, who you want to vote for. Mm-hmm. Um, but more importantly is after the election is over, then all of a sudden it's silence sometimes. And you, oh, you never, it's, it's cricket yeah, sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I, I remember when um, Ducey ran for his second election. He was on the show often, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. first term. He was on the show often during his reelection. Yeah. And then when he got reelected for that second term, and it's, there's a two-term limit in Arizona yeah. for governor, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I All rarely sudden, heard from it's him. it's like, Jeff? Jeff who? Yeah. Well, I mean, in fairness, this guy's got mad at me because I kept calling him Lord Ducey and stuff <laughs> like that, you know, during COVID. Because, he, you know, he... he yeah, but that was... Yeah, he exactly. He legitimately needed to answer those questions during COVID, and he just kind of slinked away. I I rail on. I guess I rail on people more when I have high expectations, or they're doing something so good at first, and you were supportive of them, and then they like betray you. Mm -hmm. It's like a dagger in the heart, and so you never forget that. So that's why I still bring him up because you know I hope he never runs for office again. Mm -hmm. So I'll just keep bringing it up until I'm done with the show. (laughs) Not today. I mean, like forever. So, uh, yeah, I, I was trying to get out of her and the leadership question. And, you know, you've got, okay, so the House GOP members are battling for the new speaker. And I, I think that's an important question because who do we got there? We've got, um, what's the guy that froze up? The, the, the uh, Senate president, uh, no, the minority leader, uh, Mitch McConnell. Oh, yeah. Right, right. He's the guy that's like, isn't he like 80 or something? Because we went over this, that, that most of the senators are... Sixty-six uh, percent of the senators are above sixty. Yeah, years old, right, right? Right, and they're showing it. They're freezing up. It's like, like the wires got disconnected or something. Yeah, this the senators are blank. It's like elder abuse out there. Yeah, yeah. and then you've got um, Chuck Schumer, who's been the majority leader for a long time. They they just they've been flipping from majority to minority, and you know they just Back flip the positions. Forth, right. So I think it's a good question to anyone who's running for Senate: Will you do what? What will you do? And I, I didn't really hear that part. Like, for instance, for instance if McConnell is, is up going for yeah. speaker or minority leader, whatever the case may be, is that if a he's yes a, vote or, for her? Or, or, yeah, minority or majority. Yeah, if he's exactly. A majority, Either way. If the Republicans get control of the Senate, would you be willing to shut it down? You know, because yeah. the House Republicans, some of them, not enough of them, were willing to shut down the government in order to get the spending under control. And... The speakership position, they, they went to, especially the uh, Freedom Caucus. I don't know if mm-hmm. there really is a freedom, there's no caucus or anything. I don't know if there's like a freedom in group the Senate, in the Senate. Yeah. A lot of these senators are sketchy, to say the least. Right. Because you, you always hear about the trouble in the House, you know, they're the troublemakers. In the Senate, though, you never hear about them. Oh, they're the deep thinkers. They're the people up on the, you know, way up there. <laughs> and you can't, don't disturb the thinkers. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's so annoying, you know. And the Fetterman, what was the, what was the comment that he said? Was not, we're, um, we don't have our best. And we don't brightest. have our best and brightest. I mean, here's look at this guy. <laughs> Are you serious? I mean, these people actually think they're intelligent. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I think I'm intelligent. They're looking at me as they're like, he <laughs> actually laughing. thinks he's intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you got you got hoodie boy there, and he thinks he's smart. Those are, that's the scariest kind of people. Yeah. The yeah. ones that like think they're smart. Yeah. You know, it's like like Kamala Harris goes to bed every night patting herself on the back. 
I'm so smart. I'm so smart. <laughs> and gosh darn it, people like people me. People like me. <laughs> That's when people used to watch late night TV, yeah. right? I mean, who's watching that stuff anyway? But yeah, but and then you've got Kamala Harris coming to NEU. Oh, yeah. I just found that out last night. Oh, Isabel's like, so are you going to go see her? And like, I don't know. We shall get a big yellow school bus and take yeah. a crowd over there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we love you, Kamala. <laughs> That's scarier than Joe Biden to me. I she know, is. I know. Because I mean, I at least there's, at least, at least, at least there was a connection in the like the brain pattern there at some point. Right. I don't think there. Are, and I don't, I'm not trying to be mean to. Her. She's just. She's not that smart. She is not qualified. No, to she's be not in the qualified. position she's at, much yeah. less a higher position. Yeah, yeah. It's like everybody would get all excited. I, I don't want anything to happen to anybody. Really, I don't want anything to happen to Joe Biden. Of course. Yeah. I really don't because she would be. Oh, the first woman president. And it would be like, oh, I think this would be a massive setback for women for a long time. It'd be like, oh, man, <laughs> we can't we can't have a woman in there again because Kamala Harris. Right. Yeah, I mean, right. I, I wouldn't want to go. I wouldn't want to go that route at all. There's so many more. I mean, it's got to be a good 80 percent of the women out there are smarter. <laughs> you could literally go down the street and just like, hey, you. Yeah. You're VP now well, and we would be better off. Unfortunately, she got picked. I'm convinced on on things based other reasons other besides her uh, her intelligence level <laughs> there were other factors okay yeah i've heard i've heard the i've heard those stories so who knows who knows okay anyway love to hear from you talk with jeff at icloud.com yeah but what did you think of um carrie lake uh, her interview what are the odds here of arizona flipping back to at least having one Republican senator. I mean, we've never had exactly stalwarts of conservatives. I can't say never. Uh, we had Barry Goldwater at some point, um, at one point. But, uh, you know, we went from it, it's not uh, crazy to think we're in the position we're at now when we had McCain and then we went the flake route. And then it was like, okay, let's just go Democrat at that point. Right. Let's just actually do it. So yeah. um, we'll see what happens with all of that. I um, started off the show today talking about. And I did appreciate Carrie Lake using the word slimy politicians. I thought I was the only one using that term. So that's like, all right, we're on the same page. She said that and you saw my face (laughs) and like lit up. I was like, yeah, Um, because I called Hobbs and other politicians in Arizona slimy politicians because Mm -hmm. of especially what Hobbs, what Hobbs is doing right now is so slimy. Yeah, it is. She knows better. She is being a slimy, slimy, slimy politician. I'll say it three times in a row. And this is the ESA. She's blaming. If you didn't hear the first hour, Arizona is now projected to be in a budget deficit, which they can't be. We can't borrow money. So they're going to have to cut things. So all the headlines this morning are on this new projection that came out. Arizona is going to be in a deficit by $400 million. Keep in mind the budget's $17.8 billion or whatever. And like, whatever, big deal. The budget last year was fourteen billion. Just wind it back four hundred million. Why don't you yeah. do eight? Cut eight hundred million. For, uh, cut four billion for all I care. Mm-hmm. I'd be mm-hmm. fine with that. But they're blaming it on tax cuts, of course, because they were collecting billions Too and billions much. more every yeah. year, right? But the slimy politician Katie Hobbs goes and blames it on the families and the children. She's blaming it on children in Arizona because the ESA program is going to bankrupt the state. How stupid do you think we are, Governor? And how much? Has the ESA program, how much money have they put into that program alone, I wonder? Uh, it, it's not, I don't think it, it's, it's, I don't think it's Ducey's shipping container border wall. Yeah. You know, it, I mean, give me a break. That would not I'll get the numbers. The Let's get the numbers tomorrow. Okay. So that we're accurate and people aren't you know, whiny out there. Um, I'm just wondering if that, 
is 400 million or no 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 no, no. because that, right? it's the 400 yeah. million shortfalls is the ESA program went a little bit over you know there's okay. more people than they originally thought but what does that matter because you just have less kids in the public school but the real cause is there's lower sales taxes so it, so they're saying and because there was a tax cut done and this and that they projected yeah. wrong yeah. they projected wrong right so now there's four hundred million dollars shortfall. Okay, cut four hundred million dollars. Just don't blame it on the kids. Don't blame it I on know, the families. It's that, that want to send worst. their kids to get their kids out of a crappy school. That is so low. Yeah. I mean, just when you think these slimy politicians won't go any lower, to sit there and and ramp it up and 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 the, the slimy media, you know, and the newspapers and stuff. Every headline, ESA. You know, expansion was more than what what they thought it was going to be. You know, and 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 we have a deficit, and it, they it, they they like try to equate like right. one is the, the same yeah. as the other. It's yeah. not. You spend too much money, right? You spend too much money, and then you miscalculate how much money had came in. Which going to come had in? The two hundred million back from the border wall. Yeah, shipping yeah. container. The hundred and eighty <laughs> million dollars. I mean, yeah, yeah. What could we fund with that? So it's just the same old story. It just it, it gets old. Um, because these people do the same thing over and over again. So really sick of it. Anyway, love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. We got some like solar things coming up. Freeze warnings. Yeah. A couple things like that. Stick around. All right. Uh, good time to call my friend Justin at Desert Gold Exchange. Um, things are crazy out there. You got politicians that can't do basic math. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, unfixable debt and deficit problem. Well, unfixable with these people, at least. Why don't you call it Desert Gold Exchange? It's a good time to learn about owning physical des- physical desert, <laughs> physical gold and silver, which Angela and I have done for many, many years. And Desert Gold Exchange, uh, family company right here in Arizona, keep the overhead low. They pass that savings on to you. 888-852-4343. That's 888-852-4343. Give them a call right now. Eric Boatner, an Allstate insurance agency that done a great job for us. Angela did all the work and got our bunch, most of our policies transferred over there. Took some time. You did good. Yeah. They did good. Yeah, they did a really Eric, good job for us. Yeah, Eric and Lisa Boatner, if you need homeowner's insurance, auto, motorcycle, RV, uh, dumb politicians insurance. No, I don't think they <laughs> have that. Um, off-road vehicles, boats, business owners insurance, life insurance. They, they got it all. Give them a call. Eric Boatner, Lisa Boatner, 928-774-8722. 928-774-8722. Don't forget to tell them I sent you um, over there, and they'll take really good care of you. 928-774-8722. Back in a minute. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orbit show Sing the song. Okay. Total Eclipse of the Heart. No, please don't. Oh, I want to do it so bad. No. 
Don't do it. It's the end of the show. Is anyone listening? No, I'm just kidding. Um, solar eclipse? Yeah, so Saturday morning, um, okay. there's going to be a, a solar eclipse, which is, uh, I guess if anyone doesn't know, it's where the Earth and then the Moon and the Sun all line up. And so the Sun goes in front, the Moon goes in front of the Sun, hmm. and that's what causes the eclipse. Yeah, I didn't know. I just so knew something blocked something. This is, ca- this is called an annular okay. solar eclipse, and that is where the Moon is a little bit further away from the earth and so it doesn't completely block the sun but it leaves like a ring it's oh, like it's the like, ring of fire it's like that creepy thing i fell into a ring of fire yeah burning and ring it was of fire. friday th- luckily it's not on friday the no, 13th it's on saturday, it's on saturday yeah. cause that'd be so spooky. um yeah that so that's what an annular solar eclipse is okay that's like depends. i know those horror movies when something's like <sighs> yeah around. it's a ring the zombies ring start yeah. coming out okay so i don't know if that's we're gonna not gonna be all like in in the flagstaff or prescott sit on area is not going to be a hundred percent um, viewing because it's just a little bit further north of us that to see it a hundred percent, but mm. I think it's going to be a pretty good show if if okay. anyone is interested. It starts Saturday morning in the eight eight fifteen range, and then okay, it's so over at like ten low. something. Yeah. So the the main eclipse part is like in the nine nine fifteen range. But I just don't I, don't stare at it. I know. I was just going to say. Please get the glasses you need to, you know, you cannot use sunglasses or any other device that's not made for viewing solar eclipses. And yeah. I, I know we have some of those glasses. I think we got them at the observatory. Like, yeah, I don't know if they Like have a while ago. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, for a different eclipse. That was before COVID though, so. And then the only other um, kind of fun fact is that one of these will not happen again for a really long time. Like? Years, hundreds of years, thousands of years. Yeah, so there's another solar eclipse next year. Okay. It's actually coincidentally on Olivia's birthday, April 8th, 2024. Yeah. But then as far as like this part of the country, the next one will be 20 years later. Oh, okay. So you're saying there's a chance. Like 2044 for another solar eclipse and 2046 for an annular solar eclipse. At least... I've learned so much today. I mean, the only thing I knew was something blocks something and... Don't stare at the sun. Yeah. I've always been told don't stare at the sun, especially when there's an eclipse. Yeah, well, people we think give that, you good advice that it's like it gets darker and then maybe that you could like, yeah. no. You but still that's what causes the eye damage or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, don't do that. Cool. And then a freeze warning tonight, and which is kind of stupid because in a few weeks there won't be any more freeze warnings because it's just going to be freezing every night. Every night. <laughs> <laughs> Hope everybody has a great, safe night. Busy show tomorrow. Take care. See you soon.